happy to be back. I know that we did take a little bit of a break, so we're super excited for today's episode. Um, so welcome. Thank you again for listening, and thank you again so much for your patience. I know uh, there's a ton of viewers and listeners who look forward to our content every week, so we do appreciate, you know, the understanding of us taking a break as we both, you know, went through what we were going through last week, so very much appreciated. Uh, Jess is also here. Hello. Amazing. So before we get into our podcast topic for today, you know it, we have another little icebreaker for today. Um, This one isn't like a super serious one. We (laughs) did want to go a little bit with a lighter topic. So our icebreaker question for today is, if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would you eat? Just like... I would choose pasta. Oh, really? <laughs> I would choose pasta every day for the rest of my life, 100%. Like pasta and meat sauce. Oh, that's my favorite meal. Yeah, I feel like, you know what? Pasta is a really good one too because you can have it hot. You could have it cold. You could also make pasta like in so many different ways too. So like a really solid choice, Jess. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, what would you pick? I think I would pick pizza because pizza also like you could eat it like, I don't know about anyone else, but I also eat my pizza hot or cold. So you could do like either or pizza, you could also dress in so many ways. So like you can put whatever toppings, whatever sauce, Um, you could even make like dessert pizzas too. So I feel like with me, like I also just really love pizza too. So I feel like pizza would definitely be my solid choice. Mm, Interesting. I ate pizza for breakfast this morning. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I did a uh, early morning reformer class at like 8 a.m. And I was like, well, I can't go without food, but I didn't really have anything quick to eat because I was running late as usual. And so I was like, what can I eat? And yesterday I got pizza. And so I ate some pizza for breakfast and it was very good. And I might eat the last slice after yeah, we record. Do you heat up your pizza for breakfast or do you eat it cold? Yeah, I'm not a cold food person. I won't eat cold pasta. I won't eat cold pizza. Like, I don't like it. Unless it's, like, pasta salad and it's cold, then that's different. Oh, I feel like I'm I'm the other way around. So I love, like, a cold pizza in the morning or, like, sometimes, like, if there's leftover pasta, like, I will eat it cold. I don't know what it is about, like, having it cold. (laughs) I know you're probably, like, ew, that's really gross. But it's, like, I just, I love it. I love cold pizza. I love cold pasta. Yeah, a lot of people do that. I just, I'm not one of them. Yeah. (laughs) And that's okay. (laughs) Okay, so our topic for today, um, if you follow our Instagram, you already know what it is. It's basically dealing with life when life is overwhelming. And I think like that is very much on brand for us right now. Um, And I know, Yaz, I had said like, oh, we should do this topic like a couple weeks ago. And then it was like life got a hell of a lot more overwhelming (laughs) for both of us. So uh, we're just even more prepared for this topic. And we're actually going rogue today. Usually we have an outline. I usually make an outline, but with everything going on this week, I just like really have not had any motivation to do anything. So we are going rogue and we are winging it. So this might be the best episode ever. This might be the worst, but I don't care. Um, And yeah, I think just like the purpose of this episode is to kind of like normalize talking about like how much life sucks sometimes and like I'm not a toxic positivity girly like I will never be like oh you should just be positive just be happy like just be grateful like all of that is bullshit (laughs) to be quite honest in my opinion because life sucks sometimes and like the more we recognize that and normalize it and validate it the better people will feel I think because it's just normal to be sad right and normal to like go through shit Mm mm-hmm yeah, for sure. You said, you said, be grateful. And it made me think of like a certain person that we both know, <laughs> which I obviously I think it's like great to be grateful in moments. But like you said, you know, there's such thing as toxic positivity, where it's like, you need to have your bad moments, you need to have shitty days, you need to like, also accept that you're not feeling great. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to like always fixate on it necessarily, but I think that's okay to accept that you're feeling a certain way 
and to like kind of linger in those thoughts too for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And I know for myself, like I can get into these ruts of like, I'm really negative for a really long time. Um, And that's just kind of who I am. Like I get into those ruts and it's really hard for me to get out of them. Um, But I'm trying really hard to just like feel my feelings because for a long time I really didn't feel my feelings. And now I'm trying hard to like just be sad if I'm sad, be angry if I'm angry and not like stress about it too much. Because I used to think like um, if I was angry about something, I used to be like, oh, I need to like talk about this in therapy when it was a totally normal thing to be angry about. Um, and really like I over, over therapize myself, if that makes sense. Like, I think that anytime I'm upset or I have feelings, I need to like go to therapy for it, even though like people have feelings and it's normal to be upset about things. Um, and especially this like last two weeks for both of us have been so rough and you, I feel are handling it much better than I am. I have a habit of when I'm upset or when I'm going through things, I will just drop off the face of the earth from like all of my friends. And that's like, that's not good. I know that it's not good, but I just like, I lose all my empathy and I just can't connect with people. And especially this week, like if you don't follow me on Instagram or our podcast Instagram, you might not know this, but I had to put my cat down this week and my cat has like gotten me through some like very rough times in my life. And, um, So that was really hard. And then I just kind of think like, okay, not like your problems, yes, but like other people would come to me with like problems that are like simple. And I'm like, do you not know like that I just killed my cat yesterday? (laughs) Like I just put my cat down yesterday. This is nothing compared to what I'm going through. And I know that that's very toxic. And again, it's not related to your situation yes because I would think the opposite for you but um just things like oh my god work is stressful and like this person pissed me off and whatever like my habit is to just like shut myself off from everybody because I know that I'm a bitch and I know that I'm like nasty when I'm sad like that and it's like all of my empathy and my compassion just completely leaves my body and the best thing for me and for everybody else is to just like shut myself off from the world Mm -hmm. see I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's just like how you cope and how you deal with things. And I think each person is individual to the way, you know, that they deal with stuff. So it's like, like how you said, I deal with it well, for me, like, I'm a little bit of the opposite. So for me, I don't like to, you know, confront my feelings, I feel really uncomfortable a lot of the times getting emotional. So rather than kind of like accepting that I feel that way initially, like I kind of just try to distract myself. So even like with this past week, I won't get too much into it, but, you know, I had someone who was very close to me who did pass away and um, kind of rather taking that head on, taking the time to be sad about it. I kind of like didn't even cry like the first few days I was kind of just like in shock. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, like I get really uncomfortable grieving at first. So Mm -hmm. for me, I didn't even take the time to grieve. You know, I kind of just like, I don't even take days off work at first for me. (laughs) I just tried to fill my day of like, okay, you know what? Like, let me just work on work things. Let me also just like focus my time on like taking care of like others around me, you know, like cleaning their space, making sure like their pet is taken care of as they try to take care of, you know, funeral things and like everything like that. But I think it was definitely, it took a toll on me because it was a lot more damaging than good. Um, because I wasn't taking that time to process my emotions. And then um, towards the end of the week, I just ended up emotionally burning out where something had happened where someone at uh, at work uh, wasn't, you know, as understanding, there was a lot of things piling up. And then I just broke down at one point. And then one of my coworkers, you know, I was talking to them, and they were kind of just like, you know, like, how are you feeling? How are you dealing with it? And I kind of just had to sit there being like, I'm not like I'm not dealing with it and then they were kind of just suggesting you know like have you considered taking some days off for yourself and at first like for me like I felt guilty not for taking days off work but for me like I almost had imposter syndrome so like although they were dear to me like I had a very close relationship they were like family to me because they weren't blood related like I felt very out of place grieving because there were people, you know, who needed more, like who needed more help, more support. And I felt like I didn't have not the right, but I felt like it was out of place for me to grieve when there was other people like 
who needed a little bit more emotional support at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and my coworker was very kind of eye opening and saying, you know, like, you had a close relationship with them too. Like you also need to take the time and space to grieve. Yes, you're helping other people with that emotional support. But like, you also need to make sure you take that space for yourself too. Um, which was very helpful. I hadn't heard that, like really from anyone else. So I did make the decision to, you know, book the days off, I took that time to spend with uh, family as well. And it was really helpful. I feel like it finally took that time to grieve to feel those emotions to cry about it to not feel okay about it to feel sad about it and now I do find this week because I took that time like I'm in a much better space where yeah I still feel sad about it sometimes but you know I I find kind of ways in which they're still present in my life even though they've passed they're still with me in spirit in a lot of different ways yeah that's um very insightful I wish I could be as insightful, but I've just been like crying for like three days straight. And I also don't like to talk about my feelings very often, which I think might shock some people. Like I feel like because I come on this podcast, like, and I talk about like my life and my trauma and like different things like that and my feelings. And like, I feel like I portray myself to be somebody who has her shit together when in reality, I really don't. Um, And I often feel like I have imposter syndrome too, where it's like, I think a lot of people think that I have my shit together, but I really don't. Right. So, um, I mean, everybody has their own issues and their own things that they're working on, but like, I definitely don't have my shit together whatsoever. I have a lot of toxic traits and I will say that I will be honest. Um, And one of my toxic traits is I don't really feel like I can empathize a lot with people right now. And I also like I keep people at a distance, like very much so. And I don't know if you feel that for me, Yasmin, but I notice it in my um, like day-to-day lives, in my relationships. Like I notice that I can't fully connect with people. And I think it's just from like years of just like dissociating from people and like not getting attached to people and whatever. Um, But I'm really working on that in therapy right now to be able to like deeply connect with people because yeah, I can come on here and talk on this podcast or on Instagram or on TikTok about my trauma and about like therapy and like my divorce and all of these things. But like, I don't feel deeply connected to people when I'm telling them that it's more just like something I'm saying. So I'm working on that. And I'm also working on not um, cutting people out so quickly and like shutting people out as much because I I, you probably did notice this Yaz is like when I am upset I just like I don't want to text anybody I don't want to talk to anybody I have a really hard time just like having small talk um and if I like I don't know like when my cup is overflowing with socialization I need to empty it a little bit and sometimes I like empty it for months (laughs) yeah and like like I said that's totally fine like I do like not just with you with like other friends they're very similar to that I have who will just do that like they just kind of shut everyone out and I never take those things to heart like it's I understand that like you know people are all going through things whether they choose to share it with me or not um in your case you did share but I've had you know friends who might be going through things and they just don't share with anyone they just say like either they don't message back, you know, like they might be going through stuff. And I never take those things to heart because I understand, you know, like people are going through what they're going through, even if nothing like big, not necessarily big, but let's say like, you know, life is getting overwhelming, like we're talking about today. Sometimes you have those days, sometimes you have those weeks where like life is just too much, maybe nothing has happened. But it's just like, all of the little micro things that are happening, it's just too much. And you just shut everything down. Uh, so I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Jess, but like, do you ever, you know, feel like it's just life is really overwhelming? Like, even if nothing significant has happened, you know, all of the little micro things that happen kind of like on a day to day basis, you feel overwhelmed. And then like, you can't even just get out of bed because of all like the little micro things happening. Yes. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. But I'd be curious because I feel like that happens to me a lot. Yes, it happens to me like too much like a lot of the time and I think that's why I have such a hard time just like with small talk and empathizing with people lately is because I really just am truly just overwhelmed with life like I just feel like sometimes being an adult is really fucking hard and 
I think that, you know, I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, why didn't our parents tell us how fucking hard life is? And then I was thinking, well, maybe their life wasn't as hard. You know what I mean? Because now it's like you can't you can't be a stay at home mom without struggling financially. You have to have two incomes to like live like comfortably. And now, you know, people have two incomes and now you're expecting them to raise a family. So now mom is working like full time, maybe sometimes, and then coming home and picking the kids up from daycare and taking care of the kids. So they go to bed when like, really that's hard. And like, obviously I don't have kids, so I don't really know what that feels like. But from like my friends, I can see it and I can feel it with my own life where it's like, I'm just exhausted. Like, I don't feel like I can like reach my fullest potential because I feel like all of my energy goes to work or it goes to like, taking care of my dogs or this week it was taking care of my cat and like making sure her last few days were like lovely and pleasant and nice and um and then you add like grief on top of that so Mm -hmm. I already was feeling like a little bit shitty and like just kind of like overwhelmed with life with the little things and then I had to put my cat down which was like extremely sad um and I never like I'd never put an animal down before. So it was like my first time experiencing it. It was very sad. So that just kind of like sent me into a spiral. I have no idea how like yesterday I went to work and I was fine. Today I'm like, I'm relatively okay. I went out with a friend last night for a drink. Like I'm doing relatively okay. But at the end of the day, like I do get extremely overwhelmed with things like just jumping into a meeting with doing work with like anything because life is fucking hard. Like making decisions is hard. I don't know what I want to do in the future. I don't know if I want to be a therapist anymore. I don't know like what I want to do. And then if I do want to be a therapist, then I have to go back to school. And then that's like a long process that I don't want to do. Um, and like, I'm constantly fearing that I'm going to run out of time, even though I'm young, like we are young, but time goes by so quickly. So, and I don't ever, I think for me, it's like I get so worried about like being, I mean, I think we can all think of a specific person being older and being miserable because you didn't um, do the things that you wish that you did, that you always thought you would do. I never want to be that person. So I think that's why I say yes to everything, like going to Windsor. Yep, I will go. Going to Niagara. Yep, I will go. Um, Going to Vancouver for nine days with Paulo. Yep. We're going, going to Hawaii in the winter. Yep. I'm going because I never want to be like 50 and fucking miserable because I didn't do the things I wanted to do while I was young. I also don't know if I'm going to make it to 50. Right. So I want to live while I'm young because I don't know if like I'm I'm not guaranteed to make it to retirement. And that's pretty dark, but like, that's what I think about. And I think that causes me like a lot of stress and anxiety because I'm constantly worried. Like I'm going to regret things. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that's a great way, like, to look, like, again, it sounds dark when you talk about it, but it's a great way to kind of look out, like, in regards to life, where, like, you don't know if you're gonna make it to the next day. And it's dark, but it's true. Like, it happens all the time. And like, I've had two moments in my life where people, like, who weren't extremely old have passed. Like, in my past, I had one friend from high school who overdosed and passed away. And he was 18. Like, he was hadn't even really experienced life yet and even like recently they were 61 so like they weren't even at the age of retirement you know they were still up and doing things like it's just never you know you can never guarantee it and I think like in that sense life can be overwhelming because you want to do all these things and then like you might be you know going against the status quo of like you're supposed to have a home you're supposed to have kids and if you choose to go and just live your life just to be happy you might get some backlash from it. Um, mm-hmm. People might be like judging you being like, well, like, you know, you're not successful. You're not saving up money. You're, you don't have like a solid quote unquote, like good job. Um, and people will look down upon that. I know, I know I have experienced that a lot. Certainly like with what I'm doing with like traveling in a van, like just dropping everything and traveling and living in a van. Like people still, I have people now who are a little bit more accepting of it, but you still kind of get those comments where it's just like, don't you want to like be successful and like buy a home and stuff? And I'm like, well, like to me, traveling and being happy is being successful because you don't know like when you'll die at the end of the day. So it's to me, 
you know, doing the things that you love, like, like at the end of the day, to me, that's way more successful and valuable than doing, you know, what society deems as what success is. But in terms of life, it can definitely be hard and overwhelming. I think, like I see, like I said, even when you're not going through, you know, any major event or any specific thing, kind of like what you had mentioned, it's all of these stressors, all of these things that make you anxious of, you know, like one day you might be fine with your decisions, the next day you might be kind of thinking of like, do I actually want to be here? What do I want to do with my life? You know, like, like, am I behind in things? Should I just drop everything? So I think those thoughts can definitely get overwhelming for sure. And I've definitely, I'm with you, Jess, I've experienced that a lot of the times. And I think it's very common if you're listening to that too, guaranteed, like we'll have some listeners who might be like going through that right now who have gone through that in the past. So I think it's a very valid thing to go through for sure. Yeah. And I think just like life is just hard. Like I think it's supposed to be hard because how are you going to enjoy the easy moments when you haven't experienced the hard moments, but also like give us a fucking break. (laughs) Like literally I feel like I just get over something and then something else happens. Like, um, and I'm trying really hard to prioritize my peace. And that means for me, I'm cutting people out that don't add to my peace, cutting people out that like cause drama in my life. Um, And unfortunately, I live in a small town, which, yes, you're blessed to not live in a small town um, because I see these people all the time. And that actually really bothers me because it disrupts my peace. So it's like I can never fully get away from like the things that disrupt my peace, but I'm doing my very best to protect myself from that negative energy because I really do feel like there are some people in the world that just like wish you ill so badly that it actually causes negative effects on your life and I don't know if you believe in that but I think it's kind of like sending you the evil eye like people who you know really dislike you or they're really jealous of you and they constantly think about it about like how much they don't like you it really in my mind does send that negative energy towards you it's like a dark cloud that like follows you around and I think for a long time I kept people in my life that kind of had those feelings towards me but they weren't open about it it's like one of those friends that like you think that they like you but secretly they fucking hate you Mm -hmm. um and I think that person specifically was like wishing me like basically to fail which is I think why I was feeling very overwhelmed for a while and then once I cut that person out it was like okay I feel better now I feel like I can breathe again um but honestly like I think that like if you're feeling like life is overwhelming for no reason, that is normal. Like, excuse me, sometimes I sometimes I will be sitting here and I'm like, I am so upset right now and I don't know why. Or I'm so overwhelmed I can't get out of bed and I don't know why. Um, and it's just that life is overwhelming. And also you have to think like, we are constantly on our phones, most of us. You're not, Yaz, which you're you're better than me. Um, you're not on your phone as much as me, I should say. But um, like we are always on our phones. We're constantly on social media, constantly on TikTok, watching like negative things happen every single day. And I was watching, I think it was a TikTok, honestly, or like some sort of video where they were talking about how um, – like our brains cannot handle the amount of negativity or new information either or that we take in on a daily basis because of social media and especially TikTok because every three seconds you're like scrolling on videos um, and your brain is taking in all this new information and a lot of it on TikTok is negative. Like the videos that go viral are like get ready with me to break up with my boyfriend mm-hmm. or, you know, get ready with me to confront this friend for um, – cheating with my boyfriend or something like that and like look what's happening in Syria look what's happening in you know all of these countries in uh, Ukraine which absolutely we need to stay updated but we don't need to see it 24 7 do you know what I mean so I really do think that that's a big reason why you know I feel very overwhelmed a lot because I spend a lot of time on my phone I'm constantly seeing negative things um and I don't think that my brain can process it yeah for sure I think even like, I don't know, I feel like you've like had instances where you also feel the same, but like people just in general, even if they're not like doing anything bad, it could literally be friends. Like, I don't know if it's the same with you where it's like, for me, I'll get my energy from hanging out with people, but there's also a limit. So it's like when it hits that limit, 
I start to feel overwhelmed when like I'm around people for too long. Um, yeah. so like for me, I need to have that alone time or just need to like, you know, like shut off my phone, especially with like group chats. I love being in group chats, but there also hits that point where I'm just like so overwhelmed, just like being around people, like talking to people. And it's not like me necessarily thinking bad about them or like anything negative. I'm just like, like, I'm just around people too much. I need to just be by myself. I need to just like shut everything off, like dissociate from people. And then I can come back and, you know, like talk to people again. But I think with people, it can be very overwhelming. And I know with last week, I think this is one thing I struggled with a lot because obviously, you know, with funerals comes like seeing a lot of people, meeting a lot of new people that you haven't met otherwise. And to me, that was very, very overwhelming because like I was going through grief, but it's also like you have people coming up, obviously saying that they're sorry, you know, it's great that they're there to see you. But to me, the overwhelming part was kind of just like, them like saying that they were sorry, but then also kind of going back to like those small little day to day conversations being like, Oh, like, how's your van? Congrats on your engagement, blah, blah, blah. And like, I appreciate that. But at the same time, like in that moment, when I'm grieving, I'm like, I'm not in the mood to have those conversations. I'm not in the headspace, you know, to talk about everyday things, because I'm still thinking about like, I'm missing this person, like, I'm still grieving over this person. So I think people sometimes can be a little bit overwhelming. But again, I think what helps me is taking that space and also just letting people know, like, hey, I'm not mad at you or like, you know, I don't have anything against you. Like, I just need a little bit of room or space. And that's okay. Like, if people, you know, care about you, they'll be okay with you taking that space too. Yeah, definitely. And I, I can empathize with you about the funeral. I hate funerals. I hate them so much. I... If it was socially acceptable to just not go, I would not go to any funerals ever. That's how much I hate them because it's so uncomfortable. And especially like, I don't know, the whole thing is like weird to me. Like I understand it's for grieving purposes and like, but like, I don't want a funeral. Please do not give me a funeral if I die because it's such a weird concept. Like everybody you love in a room with like your body, like it's just weird to me. And then like everybody's making small talk, but like nobody's acknowledging how sad everybody is like. I don't know. I just, I, it's a weird vibe and I don't like it. Um, yeah, agreed. It's, it's funny. You sound like Andrew right now. Cause we're literally <laughs> talking about the same thing being like, I understand it, but it's just like such an uncomfortable place to be in because again, like it's weird. It kind of flips back to everyone being super emotional, but then, you know, like at the, the not ceremony, but like after kind of like the whole funeral thing, you're in a room, you're like, eating food and stuff if you're able to and then you're making that like weird little awkward small talk when it's just like you know what everyone is thinking you know that everyone's still kind of like upset and grieving about it whereas like for me I can't make that small talk I can't you know if I'm like if I have something on my mind like that I can't just like pretend and like move on and like act like you know it's a day-to-day thing because it's not um so I definitely I'm with you on that not a fan of funerals I get it but at the same time like to me, I know with the Irish, they're very like celebration of the person instead. So like, for me, I definitely prefer that style where it's like, you know, rather than mourning over the person and having it be very, a little bit more somber, having a a more of like, you celebrate that person's like you celebrate kind of like what they did for you. And it can be hard when you're grieving. But at the same time, like, I'm with you on that where it's just with funerals. It's, it's overwhelming. For sure. It is very overwhelming and yeah, I don't know. I'm dreading the day where I have to go to another one because I have, I've only been to maybe like two in my entire life. So that's good, but um, I really don't like them. Yeah, for sure. Well, like, are there any specific, I know I have my specific strategies on like what I do, you know, if I have those days where I don't want to get out of bed, Uh, But do you have like any strategies or things that you do that you find help when you're feeling overwhelmed? Yeah, I just try and like really validate my own feelings because I've learned, I learned very quickly that you cannot rely on other people to validate you. Like you have to validate yourself. Um, And so now I validate myself. So I'm like, you know what? 
it's okay that I'm overwhelmed. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. Um, and just like really taking time for myself and telling my friends, like, it's not about you. I'm not upset with you at all. Telling Paulo that because that's something Paulo really struggles with is like thinking I'm upset with him and stuff. So, um, I don't know. I'm not very good at it. Like I find that I'm overwhelmed a lot. Like I, I find there's more times where I'm like, I can't handle life anymore than there are like where I actually feel like I have a handle on my life. Like I think like from the outside, again, you look at me and I think you think like, oh, this girl, she owns a house. She has a career. She has a partner. She has dogs. She goes like, you know, she has a podcast. She like does all this shit. She must be so successful and she must be so happy when really, yes, I'm successful. And yes, I'm relatively happy, but I'm also so fucking overwhelmed. Like, and that's just like on a day-to-day basis. I'm overwhelmed with doing the dishes. I get overwhelmed cleaning my house. I get overwhelmed taking my dogs out. Like sometimes I'm just like easily overwhelmed. Um, And I haven't really found a solution for that yet, but I just try to like really validate myself and tell myself like it's okay to feel whatever you feel Um, and also give myself permission to cut people out that don't make me feel good about myself. People that make everything about them, people that like don't make, you know, they don't support you, they don't check in on you. Like all of my very best friends checked in on me on Wednesday being like, oh, I'm thinking of you. How are you doing? Must be so sad. Like I got so many amazing messages. And then there were people who didn't reach out to me at all. And you know what? I remember that. Um, Just like people who don't wish me a happy birthday. I remember that. Um, And so that's just like one out of your three strikes, but I'm just kidding. Um, But yeah, I just kind of like distance myself from people and just, I'm trying to focus on like, being content with what I have right now and like not like worrying so much I guess um because I again I don't want to be old and like worrying about the fact that I was worrying too much in my 20s Mm -hmm. yeah for sure also sorry folks if you're hearing like a beeping there's just construction happening in the parking lot where my apartment window is facing so if you're hearing some of that beeping you know that's all that it is but we're just making do with it. But I definitely agree with that. And it's, I really like how you were kind of talking about how like you're honest about yourself. Cause I feel like I kind of differ on that opinion. I feel like you're very good with being honest in that way where you're like, I'm not okay. Like this is what I'm feeling. And I feel like you're very good with acknowledging, you know, when you're not feeling okay. And I admire that because like, I'm not good with that. I feel like with myself, I feel like I'm different with other people. So with other people, I'm very much like, don't have that toxic positivity. Like it's okay to feel what you're feeling. I just find it harder to take that advice for myself and to like process those emotions. Cause again, I just get uncomfortable like feeling that way. So I just choose to, you know, like shut it out or try to ignore it, which obviously isn't the best. I am trying to do better with that, with just being like, I'm not okay. And that's fine. Um, Yeah, I think it's definitely overwhelming, like with people, but also how you had mentioned for sure, you know, like if you have really, really close friends who you believe like are close people and they don't like reach out in those moments, that in itself is also overwhelming because I've also experienced that where you're like, oh, I thought, you know, like I had a close bond with that person and they don't wish you a happy birthday or like they don't, you know, check in on you when like something major has happened and you're kind of just feeling overwhelmed about that because you're like, you know, like why, why is that happening? Uh, So I definitely agree even kind of the things like that where it's like with friendships, you know, with people, um, it can be very overwhelming, but I think it's very much like how you said, don't be afraid to cut people out and also take the time to just like acknowledge your feelings too. As much as you can feel uncomfortable, I think it's a very good practice to just accept that you feel that way. And then again, not like not trying to have that toxic positivity, but also just saying, okay, I feel this way. Like where can, where can I go from here? So it's like, I know with myself, I don't like being stuck in a specific space um for too long I'll acknowledge it or try to acknowledge it but I also like to think like you know what can I do to make myself feel better or like at least change the situation what's in my control so even you know with what happened last week um although you know I was feeling a lot of things you know they're not with us physically for me I found like one thing that helped a lot more and made me feel less overwhelmed is 
how are they with me spiritually? You know, in what ways are they still here? Although, you know, they passed away physically, but I see them all the time. And that sounds weird because there might be some people who are listening who aren't very spiritual people. But with me, it helps to see, like, for example, like the sun was coming out yesterday and I was like, oh, that's him. You know, he's sending us the sun. Um, Or, you know, like he used to practice a lot of meditation and I've now taken up that practice. So I see him in those ways too. So for me, it helps for sure, like in those ways as well. Yeah. And I think just like having really good friends, like thankfully I have like a very good group of friends now, which if you've been a long time listener and by long time, I mean, if you've been listening since like March, you would have listened to the episode where I talked about not having friends. Um, and since that episode, I feel like I've really manifested a really good group of friends, which I'm so grateful for. Um, and I just feel like I have a good group of people that understand like who I am as a person that don't take things too personal because like for me it's never personal like I would never intentionally hurt your feelings never um so if I've hurt your feelings it was a complete accident and I think all of my friends like know that about me now so like they don't really take things too personally they're not really like too worried about me dropping off the face of the earth because they know it's not about them um And that's what I really appreciate because I no longer feel a lot of pressure to like coddle other people's feelings. Mm -hmm. That is something I really struggle with because when I'm going through my own shit, the last thing that I want to do is like make you feel better because you and not you, Yaz, but like make the person feel better because you're upset that you think it's about you when it's not about you. Like this week, it's like, okay, I put my cat down that I've had for 10 years. I'm sad. So I'm just kind of like distancing myself. But if you're going to message me and be like, are you mad at me? Like that is a surefire way to get yourself kicked out of my life (laughs) because no, like you have to understand that when I'm overwhelmed, I just need some space. And like, I know that I'm not being toxic. I know that I'm not like ghosting people necessarily. Um, Sometimes I do, I'll be honest, but like for the most part, I just kind of like, I'm not as responsive. I'm just kind of sad. Like I'm kind of just trying to process my own emotions. And this is like not even just when I'm grieving. It's also just like when I'm overwhelmed because I get very overstimulated very quickly. And when that happens, I need to take a fucking chill pill. Like I need to like back off from everything. Um, And I go through phases where I want to do everything and like see everything and like go out with everybody. And then I go through phases where I don't want to see a single person, not even Paulo. So I don't know. I don't really have an answer for like, does it get better? I don't know. We're at like year 26 and it hasn't gotten better for me yet, but the hope is out there. I also think that I definitely have some like issues going on that are causing like the overstimulation. So that's a topic for another episode, but um, yeah, life is just fucking rough sometimes. And as long as you have a really good group of people, I mean, I've been very vulnerable and open about the fact that I'm not close with my family whatsoever. So like some people, they lean on their family. I don't really have that option. I mean, I'm very close with my sister-in-law, which she's listening. Um, So I really value that relationship. But otherwise, like my family's not close. So um, I don't really have them to lean on. But I do have a lot of really close, good friends. I have Paulo's family that I'm close with. I have Paulo that I'm very close with, obviously. Um, And I just feel like I'm in a very good place in my life. But just because I'm in a good place in my life doesn't mean that I don't also get overwhelmed because I, the last month or so, have been quite overwhelmed. And I don't know why. There's no reason. I just feel, it's just like a heaviness. I'm just like, oh my God, life is too much. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah, I think also just with work, like I know you've experienced the same thing, but like work can just be really overwhelming where it's like you're already going through these emotions and then like there's so many expectations uh for you at work and like not everyone at work you know will understand um so you know there might be some butting of heads but I also really liked about how you kind of talked about and had mentioned you know not answering right away or like you know people might be like, hey, are you mad at me because you don't text them back? I feel for that so hard because I feel like I've had that happen to me so often where like, first of all, I'll admit I'm a shitty texter. Like I don't, like when I answer, I answer, but there's sometimes where like I might look at it and I'm like, okay, like I'll respond in a few minutes and I might forget. Honestly, there's sometimes where I won't answer for like two days. Um, And the people that know me well, they're fine. Like they're fine with it. They understand my style where like I might forget maybe like I'm not planning on answering right away. If I do, that's great. 
Um, but I have had people who have just gotten mad and make it about their themselves. They'll be like, like, you know, why are you doing this right now? But you haven't sent me a message. You know, why are you not replying back? And they make it about themselves. And that, like you said, that in itself gets overwhelming because I'm like, I don't want to have to be, you know, expected to respond right away. Like, it's not about you. And I think that's one thing that should be a little bit more normalized, especially when it comes to, you know, not making things about yourself, not taking things to heart. If you're truly close friends with that person, like you will understand, you will give the space when needed. So I really like that you mentioned that because I feel like, you know, we're probably not the only ones who have struggled with that. I feel like it's a pretty common thing that happens for sure. Yeah. And I think like the people that are constantly worried that you're mad at them and I will be the first to admit, I'm kind of like that in a way. I just don't vocalize it anymore where I sometimes think like, oh, like is, is Christy mad at me because she didn't answer my text? Um, when like, I don't say that to her. I'm not like, oh, Christy, like, do we have a problem? Cause you haven't answered my text in like 10 minutes. <laughs> um, I'm not like that anymore, but I definitely, used to be and I do have those thoughts every now and then when it's been like days or I can notice there's like a shift in energy but I'm very good now at recognizing like no like Yasmin's probably just going through something she's probably just having her own things going on she's probably busy like with Christy we know she's busy Mm -hmm. um and I know Christy would not care if we name drop her so um Christy is our mutual friend so Yeah, I just like not everything is about you. And like sometimes and I think we're very similar in this way, Yaz, where like we just get overwhelmed and we just need some space. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that it's about you. It doesn't mean that we're mad at you. And you and I are also very good at like confronting people when we have a problem. Like, like, oh, do you hear my voice there? Oh, my God. Like if I'm mad at you and you did something to hurt my feelings, you will know. You don't need to ask me if I'm mad at you because that's going to make me mad at you. Like it's going to annoy me because it's like, okay, now I can't even just be myself without having to worry that you're going to make it about you. And I don't know if that's like rude or kind of like not empathetic at all, but like, I just don't have the space or the energy for that. It's like, if I am mad at you, you're going to know. Otherwise you can assume that I'm not mad at you. And if you're going to constantly ask me if I'm mad at you, just when I'm taking space for myself, like, no, I can't handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we're very similar in that sense. And it makes me happy because I feel like a lot of the times people that I know in my life aren't very confrontational. So it makes me happy that like, I'm like, yay, there's like someone else who isn't afraid to like, you know, confront people. And again, not in like a bad way. But it's just like, I feel like your style is very similar to mine, where it's like, you just like to squash it, you don't like things lingering around. Um, And that's why I feel like, you know, like even when we started becoming friends, like for me, I never got like weird vibes if you were kind of just like distancing or anything like that, because I'm also the same way. And I'm like, I get it. Like she's going through stuff. That's okay. Like she'll reach out when she wants to. Cause like people also, and I think that's what people don't understand. Like I'm not obligated to talk to you if I don't want to. Like Mm -hmm. there's no obligation. I don't have to, you know, like message you. Like I can talk to you. Obviously you want it to be, like, if you, if you want to put work in a friendship, you will. But there's also instances where, like, that person might need space. And people need to understand that as well. Yeah. And sometimes there's no reason for it. Like, if, like with me, there's no reason for me being overwhelmed sometimes. I just, like, sometimes I want to, like, hang out with everybody. And sometimes I just don't want to. Um, and I think, like, if you take nothing from this episode, take, like, this phrase it is not about you (laughs) like Hmm. if it is then you don't really need that that like you don't really need that person in your life anyways like if you have somebody that does make it about you and they don't communicate that to you you don't why do you want to be friends with them anyways like no like moral of the story is life fucking sucks sometimes and it's overwhelming and there's a lot of shit going on in the world we have a lot of responsibilities as adults and then like you add on top of like all of that you add on top oh my god what am I trying to say here (laughs) on top of that (laughs) you add on like normal problems that come up like grief and stress and work stress and friendship stress and like drama and all that bullshit like life gets like really fucking hard so um yeah just like normalize it I don't know if we necessarily even have to give you a solution just Mm -hmm. I think this podcast is really about like validating you and talking about things that we don't really talk about enough and 
like I know I've definitely felt very alone in these feelings and like every time we share a podcast and it's something that I felt alone about we get like 20 messages of people being like oh my god I feel the same way thanks for sharing that and it makes me feel better it's like you're healing my inner child here um because it really does help so we love to get your messages so if you do have any thoughts on like the episode um we love to hear it we love when you text us we love when you message us on instagram we love when you follow us on instagram and we love when you follow us on tiktok <laughs> yeah you know click that follow button click that like button uh we love seeing people's comments but yeah it's i agree with you jess if it's one thing like you take away from this it's just don't ask quoted by jessica myers don't make it about yourself <laughs> don't make it about yourself bitches <laughs> All right, so I, I feel like I need that like printed on my wall. Maybe that'll be our merch. I love it. We'll make sweater. You. We should. Um, we should do like mugs or something. Yeah. Something I- fun. Or like a t-shirt or something. I don't know. I think that would be fun. But either way, um, let's end this on a high note by talking about something unrelated. Um, can we for a second, have you heard about the Taylor Swift drama? No. What Taylor drama? Swift is getting canceled af right now wait what i know and i'm like really struggling with it because all i've seen is tiktoks about it so i'm not like super educated in this but so do you know like the 1975 band yeah so she's dating the lead singer matt healy from that band Mm -hmm. um after she broke up with joe alwyn which taylor that was pretty quick like, I have to admit, it was pretty quick. But you know what? Who are we to judge? As Christy and I would say, who are we to judge? Um, anyway, so I guess he's made some, like, really racist um, and, like, sexist comments on podcasts and stuff. And he's just, like, very problematic. Um, and Taylor Taylor Swift has, like, like, basically built herself up to be this person that stands up for like racism and sexism and like stands up for like things that are wrong but she's dating this like very problematic guy and I don't know I just have a hard time believing that like she would be dating someone like that but anyways like her fans and I am one of her fans I'm not participating in cancel culture but people are like trying to cancel her like very very hard I don't think see like I get I get both sides, but I see how, you know, that's your idol. You're expecting them to, like, you know, stand up for it. I think canceling someone, though, because of their partner's choices is a little bit extreme. Like, it's, you know, he's his own individual. He can make choices. At the same time, you can obviously, like, impact that individual saying, like, you know, I don't want to be dating someone like that. So she can obviously make those choices, too. I don't think she should necessarily be canceled for you know, someone that she's associated with, though. That's a little bit extreme to me. Yeah, and I also feel like, would she really be dating him if he was that problematic? Like, sometimes I think, like, what do we hear on the internet? Is it actually how it really happened? Because I have a hard time believing Taylor Allison Swift, with the love of my life, would date someone that is that problematic because she prides herself on being very mature, very, like, aware of politics and, like, stands up for shit. So why would she be dating someone that's so problematic? I don't know. Maybe he is super problematic. Again, I'm not super educated. If you are educated in this, please let me know. Um, I just, like, I don't know. It's taking up all of my TikTok right now, and I I don't know. I'm low-key hoping she does get canceled and her ticket prices drop. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> have you listened, like, have you heard any of the stuff, any of the podcasts that you've been on? Yeah, do you know who Ice Spice is? Uh, the name I've heard. I don't know who that actually is, though. Yeah, I guess he was making, he was on a podcast and they were talking about Ice Spice, I think. And he was making comments like that she's like an uh, Inuit something, like just like really racist terms and then they use like accents and they were like making fun of something I don't really know it was pretty problematic but at the same time it's like I don't know like I don't know if he apologized I don't know if he's changed since then you know what I mean from what I understand he's been problematic for a long time so I don't know I don't know but I'm sad I I expect more from you Taylor if he really is problematic yeah Taylor oh my gosh Come on, Tay. Get your (laughs) shit together. I mean, we all have these boyfriends that we regret, but you are someone with, like, millions of followers that you need to say something, in my opinion. You at least need to address it. Yeah, for sure. That's really interesting. I feel like I haven't seen anything on that, but also, like, I don't have my feed 
a lot of my feed is like different stuff right now yeah <laughs> not a lot of wedding stuff so like a lot of my tiktok feed is like what to play at like your bridal shower but I think I'm gonna look that up because I'm actually genuinely curious I did not know that was happening so that's really interesting to see because honestly I could not imagine a world in which Taylor Swift is cancelled because I feel like with like a lot of young girls growing up with a lot of just like people in general they idolize Taylor Swift a lot like she's huge in the industry it's like I can't picture a world in which she's cancelled well, she was canceled for a bit. A lot of people hated her because of the Kim and Kanye situation. Yeah. Um, and then she just dropped off the face of the earth for like five years while she was dating Joe Alwyn. Um, but that's a story for another time. We need a whole new episode for Taylor Swift. We do. We should get Taylor Swift on. What would happen if you just called Taylor up? <laughs> Maybe she's canceled. We can get her. <laughs> Perfect. Imagine we get so big that we could have a guest like Taylor Swift, like we turn into Caller Daddy, where they started from the bottom and now she's like interviewing like crazy people. You know, I wouldn't count it out because I know someone from my high school, they were in the grade younger. Um, do you know Elle Mills? Or have you heard the name? Mm, let me look it up. Kind of like a famous YouTuber. She has a podcast now. Um, I used to literally have like classes with her and stuff. And What? Yeah, she was, like, she went to my high school, St. Joe's, um, and we always knew, like, everyone kind of always knew she was going to make something out of it. I don't think anyone anticipated how big she would get, but she's pretty famous now. Like, it's kind of cool to see because you're like, wow, you saw the process. Like, I don't know, people from my high school saw the process of when she was just doing, like, these videos for shit, and now it's just, like, blown up and she's super famous, like, does her own thing you know, her job is making YouTube videos and her podcast, which is really cool to see too. Yeah, that's really cool. I just looked her up. I don't know her, but I will follow her now. So shout out to you, Elle Mills. Um, yeah, I hope that's us one day. And I think it's just about embracing the cringe. And sometimes I get stuck in the cringe where I'm like, mm, this podcast is cringy. But you know what has happened to me in the last few weeks is I think in one day, in like three separate occasions, people I didn't know came up to me and were like, are you Jessica? And I was like, yeah. They're like, I listened to your podcast. I love it. I recognized your voice. And like, I can't tell you the joy that that brings me because I'm like, ooh, it's kind of like cringy, but also like I low key love it. That's the benefit of living in a small town. And um, like sometimes I'll do like, um, like events and stuff. Like I think this was at like a, a candle making thing. And the girl was like, I love your podcast. And then everybody was like talking about it. I was like, that is so fucking weird, but I love it. I love it. Um, but I do sometimes think it's a little bit cringy, which it's not. So I don't know why I think that, but I'm trying to get over it because one day we will be called her daddy big. So I'm yeah. manifesting that for us. I'm a celebrity now. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Amazing. A celebrity. Celebrity. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So go follow us on Instagram right now at my thoughts and I podcast. Go follow us on TikTok, same at. And if you don't follow us on Instagram or TikTok and you still listen, just stop listening. I'm just kidding. Don't stop listening. But I need you guys to follow us because we make some pretty good content and you get some exclusive Instagram stories from me and my car. I always happen to be in my car. So, um, and yeah, if you like this, give us a good rating. And if you have any questions, if you just want to share your own story, um, message us on the Instagram or TikTok. And uh, we love to hear your stories and your opinions and your thoughts because it is me, my thoughts, and I. So Amazing. Yeah, feel free to share anything. We love when you guys share. But um, I think that's all we have for today. We're really looking forward to our next episode too. We are back to being consistent, you know, on our regular schedule. I know we took a break, but again, thank you folks so much for being patient and until the next episode. See you later. Bye.